Welcome to Same Here. We're best friends, Liz and Kayla, and we use this time to have fruitful conversations that don't always have the opportunity to occur in daily life. In relating to one another, we learn how to move through the world with clarity, communicate more clearly, and live authentically. Most importantly, we are reminded of who and whose we are. We'll be here weekly, so grab a cup of coffee, get cozy, and join us. Maybe you'll even find yourself saying, same here. Hi, friends. So a quick little housekeeping thing. We are switching up the structure of our episodes where the past couple of episodes we have done the what's your one thing segment at the very end after our takeaways. We will now be doing it at the very beginning of our episodes, kind of as a little catch me up to us. So Liz, what's your one thing? Well, my one thing is that my husband made me breakfast all of this week. And that it's been amazing. I know. Like, really? What did he make you? Um, He has been making me eggs and, like, bacon mm. and, like, a full-on breakfast. Sounds amazing. Which is amazing. I don't know. Maybe not for, like, a waistline perspective. But just, like, <laughs> generally speaking... <laughs> It's been so nice. And I don't know, acts of service is definitely up there in my love languages Mm. department. So I've been loving it. What's yours? Um, Mine is Will, uh, my little little guy, my little toddler, 16 months old today. Um, I mentioned that in a couple of episodes ago, but just to make sure everybody knows that he's an adorable (laughs) 16-month-old. Will's newest little thing is my favorite. He wants to, so about two weeks ago, I showed him that he could dip fries in barbecue sauce. Oh, big fun. Big fun. You have no idea. He wants to dip dip in everything now. And that's how he says it, by the way. Dip, dip, (laughs) dip, dip. And Amazing. everything. Blackberries went in Chipotle Ranch last night sure. because he it just felt right. And he was so, so pleased. Like, full hand <laughs> dipped in the bowl and uh, just grinning like a Cheshire dip, cat. Dip, dip. Dip, 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 dip. <laughs> it's That's the so best. <laughs> I love that. All right. So, um, it can't get much cuter than that in Absolutely this episode. Not. But it can get a little deeper. So, Liz, what are we going to talk about today? So, today we are coming up against the topic of imposter syndrome. Hmm. I know. I have heard about this term specifically in the last few years it's really come on my radar and it's actually really interesting it's something that my husband specifically Mm. really deals with and so we want to talk a little bit about what imposter syndrome is but also what we think the root of imposter syndrome is and i just want to give you the space right now to tell us a little bit more about it yeah so imposter syndrome has become a really popular almost trendy buzzword in the past few years yeah um lots of celebrities use it a lot of like mega church pastors use it um and uh, obviously we found ourselves using it this past week mm-hmm. but um that mainly be- came from i think you were you were talking about it last week probably with uh with your husband so um while imposter syndrome isn't recognized as a true disorder like in the DSM-5 it really can mess with you um imposter syndrome feels like you're on someone else's wave and like your accomplishments mm. aren't your own. It's mainly the underlying fear that everyone's going to find out that you're lying every time you open your mouth and that you aren't actually who you say you are. Yeah. The deepest root, I would say, of imposter syndrome is a lack of understanding of your identity. 
Yeah, yeah. And just in that, it's really the the concept um, that you are a fraud mm. and that you yeah. feel that you're a fraud and that you're, you fear that everyone will find that out about you. Yeah. And so I think that's a that's a deep-seated fear that, that can develop within you. So before we go any further, we just want to make the point that you have inherent value mm-hmm. and that there is a value in you in a particular sense. And I want to tell you a little bit about this awesome message that I heard from Ravi Zacharias. I believe it was at Passion 2020. Mm-hmm. I wasn't there. It was yeah. a YouTube video, but it's I all think good. I can probably link it in the show notes. Yeah, too. that's going to be in the show notes. But he had a great sermon on purpose and God's design where he said, don't ever let anyone minimize who you are as a singular individual. Mm. And we should value ourselves in that way, that God's image is on you in a general sense, Mm -hmm. but God's unique gifting is in you in a particular sense. There is a particular value to you. So good. It is so good. I loved that quote. I have just had that um, sermon on my heart so many times, and I haven't known where exactly it's applied in my life. And I think this is the perfect space. When you're feeling this imposter syndrome and not understanding the root of your identity, the first thing to acknowledge is that you have inherent value. And there is a value in knowing ourselves so that we can move through the world with clarity mm-hmm. and communicate more fully and live authentically. Mm-hmm. And that piece right there is in our intro. Yeah, You've heard it's a it. Cornerstone. It's a cornerstone for us. And our identity can be rooted in Christ while also having unique traits and testimonies. Now, one thing that we kind of butted up against when we came across the topic and thought about imposter syndrome was the idea that imposter syndrome is simply rooted in pride. Yeah. And as we came to develop this, (laughs) we realized that we don't necessarily agree with that. Yeah. Now we get the notion that imposter syndrome um, or any sort of self-doubt is rooted in self, right? Mm -hmm. There's a fear there. There's a thought where you're thinking of yourself often. And so perhaps there can be some pride there. There's an element of pride for sure. Like I guess if we're we're labeling a sin in it, then it would be pride. Yeah. But I think that that's not quite the deepest problem. Yes. And that's not the heart of what we want to communicate. So first and foremost, it's that we don't think that that's the the highest form of pride. And we want to solidify our viewpoint of you having inherent value. And by the way, that's not even a viewpoint. That's an objective truth. Absolutely. We matter to the one who created us. Yes. So it would also, this is something else that we talked about. It would also make sense that the enemy whose main game is deception would spend all of his efforts trying to deceive us into thinking that we're not who he, he being Jesus, the Lord, says that we are, that we're imposters. Oh, girl, say that again in the back. Uh, <laughs> for the people in the back. For the people in the back, yes, say it. Yes, if the enemy can deceive us into thinking that we're an imposter in our own lives, then we're going to spend those all those days of our life trying to prove to ourselves and others that we're meant to be who we are and where we are and doing what we're doing and we're never going to take full ownership yeah um because we're going to just be running on a hamster wheel trying Mm -hmm. to convince 
uh, honestly, I think the hardest people to convince uh, is, is ourselves. Um, that's grammatically incorrect. I think the hardest people, the hardest person to convince, convince whatever, <laughs> is ourselves. Um, we'll live distracted and disjointed lives, and we're going to be just running a rat race instead yeah. of boldly and joyfully stewarding the gifts that the Lord has given us. But if you think about it, you can't feel like an imposter if you know who you are and to whom you belong. Yes, absolutely. When you are rooted, you can't feel like an imposter. That's right. So let's talk about three big misconceptions about where our identities lie. Mm -hmm. Because we believe at the root of this, at the root of imposter syndrome, it's a problem with understanding identity. Yeah. So there are three kind of areas that I just mentioned. It's accomplishments, that your that your identity is rooted in accomplishments. Mm-hmm. That your identity is rooted in other people. Yeah. And that your identity is rooted just in you. Mm-hmm. So let's review that a little bit. Number one, your identity does not hang on a set of accomplishments or your ability to perform. We've actually already talked about this a little bit in terms yeah. of um, kind of external uh, performance. Mm-hmm. Because I think this is something that you and I have both dealt with. Yeah. Thinking that if I perform a certain way, my value is is set in that. Absolutely. This is probably my number one. Yeah. Honestly. Like in your accomplishments. Yeah. yeah. In my life. Maybe not even in accomplishments, but in um, in a particular sense of this is how it looks. Yeah. This absolutely. is the... Um, I can't think of the word right now. I'm going to circle back, but I'm going to come back to it and it's going to be great. So it's going to be awesome. Yes. So your identity does not hang on a set of accomplishments or your ability to perform. Optics. That's the word. Optics. So yes. I think mine is more about optics, not about accomplishments, but about how it, how it's going to be perceived. Perceived. Yes. yes. Perception. Perception. Ooh. <laughs> okay. One. So maybe I'm in number two. That's why so I was just about to say number two <laughs> is where I'm at. Like yeah. that's where, and you know this, that's where yeah. I struggle the most is how others perceive me. Yes. So let's dive back into that. Yeah. Um, I got us all jumbled up. So number (laughs) one, um, is about accomplishments. Yeah. What I want to say here is that unless you lied and you have truly faked your way to get where you are, I guess it's possible. It is possible. Hard. Good work, but (laughs) except you're not (laughs) nicely done there. (laughs) Don't encourage it, but but nicely done. You're going to (laughs) fall. So unless you have lied and truly faked your way to where you are, you are in the specific roller position you are because the Lord allowed Mm. or intended it to be so. Yeah. He knows who you are and he decided that he wants you to be involved in this particular part of his story in this particular Mm -hmm. way. You are there for a reason. And unless you really did fake your way there, there is no fraud. Yeah. If he intends you to be in the position or role, you do not need to keep striving to stay in it. So what that means is do your work. Mm, Do do it well. well. Mm. Do that work well. But you don't have to keep striving and fighting um, to to be there. And I think that 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 striving, I think that that word, like, I use that word very intentionally when I think about accomplishments or trying to gain others' approval. Um, And I think for, for me, because it implies this, like, um, 
forcing something, mm-hmm. like forcing myself to be a certain way and bending myself, bending my personality, bending yeah. um, what others think of me even. It's it's manipulation and it's like probably truest form. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to like manipulate myself and manipulate other people into seeing me a specific way. Um, but striving specifically is just like running and running and running and running. Yeah. And kind of never getting to where you feel at rest internally like it's just this complete lack of um peace and tension inside I think that's probably the word that I'll land on is like it feels like this tension at least for me this is where like what I feel it in my like chest and in my gut Mm -hmm. that like Mm -hmm. not like my gut instinct but like I physically feel it when I feel myself striving I feel it in like in my gut where like something is not right. Something is unsettled and I am mm-hmm. tense because nothing, I feel like I can't just sit yeah. still. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can't rest in that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you, you actually had uh, brought up a verse when we were reviewing this outline mm-hmm. and kind of thinking through this topic yeah. and it's Philippians two thirteen, and it says, for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. And I, like, when I'm reading that, and (laughs) for it is God who works in you to will and to act. Like, I think that we forget sometimes. Mm -hmm. We we see the to act in order to fulfill Mm -hmm. his good purpose. Like, okay, we get all those parts, and then we feel like it's all on us. And I think there is, I mean, in Christian circles, I think we talk a lot about that, like, that um, tension between uh, faith and works and like how we work out our faith and I think that sometimes we lean more on one than the other so there is something to be said for doing the work Mm -hmm. because of your faith um and doing doing the hard work because the Lord has given you gifts Mm -hmm. and has given you things um on this earth that would bring him great pleasure to see you working in and moving in um but I don't think that he is up there like a taskmaster, like mm-hmm. waiting for us just to, um, like basically thinking that we're always, we're never doing enough. Um, so I, I always, I love this verse because it's for it is God who works in you to will and to act. And I don't know about you, but the Holy Spirit brings me a lot of comfort. Like <laughs> the Holy Spirit is inside of us. And so what that is saying for it's because God and the Holy Spirit are the same. And mm-hmm. so God is within us working in us to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. It's not just on us, which I think uh, kind of leads us into our third point, but we'll go to our second point yeah. first. Yeah. And just in that to kind of wrap up the accomplishment kind of idea, it's just that what we're saying here also is that we can actually give credit. Yeah to the Lord. And it doesn't mean that you're fraudulent. That's right. What you're saying is God is working in you to will and to act in order to fulfill, which means that that's not fraudulent. Like if you've landed there, you want to give credit where credit is due. Right. That's right. But it's not to somebody else. Yeah. Like it's not for somebody else. It's not because you faked it. That's good. Like it's for God. It's for him. So number two, your identity doesn't hang on what others think of you. We could probably spend an entire... <laughs> so long I here. Mean, maybe not even an episode. Possibly another podcast, all right? <laughs> an entire I mean, podcast. I'm, I'm just saying. I mean, we'll stay here, but I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> this is definitely big for us. 
Yeah. And to caveat, this does not mean that you shouldn't ever care about what others think of you in all yeah. situations. I do want to highlight that because Again, stay away from extremes. Absolutely. Because we as Christians are to conduct ourselves in reflections of God. Yeah. Um, and treat others as if they are reflections of Christ. Right. Um, so I think that that's really important, but also, but not letting other people build your identity for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, our third, our third point is probably one of the kind of the most nuanced, but also, um, stick with us on it. Your identity does not even hang fully on you. Um, the key word there is fully. Um, it doesn't hang fully on you because the fact is like we were talking before we have an errant value, like in each of us, we were talking about this earlier, Liz mm-hmm. and I were talking about it earlier that like we have, um, a creator that is, <laughs> he creates a unique piece of him in each of us. Mm-hmm. And so I think that, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not the best artist, but like each piece of art that I see from artists are unique and special and they created them. And so they have a deep love for each one of those pieces of art. Um, And each one of those pieces of art has kind of either a a purpose or a specific place where it came from within them or um, something like that. So I, we do have inherent value in and of our, our uniqueness that the Lord has designated to us. Um, but that's where we want, I want to park that there for a second. But also our society has grabbed on to the positivity movement with like both hands and yeah. believes that the best course of action to battle self-doubt and imposter syndrome is to love yourself and encourage yourself and motiv- motivate yourself because you are worthy. Um, and I don't quite agree with that treat yourself self-care love yourself affirm yourself daily affirmations i am worthy Mm -hmm. i can do this and just as we talked about in the christian cliches episode um shameless plug if uh if you haven't gone to listen (laughs) to it go listen to it um just as we as we said in there um i don't know those things are are true to some extent but Mm -hmm. they hold a lot of deception as well and that can be really a tough spot to be in um Mm -hmm. the problem with these phrases specifically is that they're empty they're empty phrases that as and i throw this out hesitantly because a lot of people like to say many studies have found and (laughs) they don't actually back it up and to be completely honest i don't have it to back it up right now but i'm just telling you (laughs) that many studies have found um that they don't produce any lasting cognitive change and it just leads to cognitive dissonance which I also mentioned in another episode, um, but it's like a lofty phrase, meaning your beliefs don't line up with your actions, which is just confusion. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the enemy is also, that's a way of deceiving us, like is to confuse us. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that if he can get us confused or deceive us in any way, that's a, that's a total win. Yeah. Um, however, like I said, these phrases are not unfounded. They're just lacking their cornerstone. Yeah. So yeah, love yourself. Because Christ loved you first. Encourage yourself in the fact that he died because he wanted you to live and live abundantly. Motivate yourself to steward what he has given you well because he gave it to you on purpose. Hmm. And you are worthy because he says you are worthy and he proved it in the most final way possible. Bottom line, your identity doesn't rest fully on you because Jesus paid for you with his life and his righteousness is now yours His spirit is now yours. His worthiness is now yours. 
So bottom, bottom line, our identity is Christ. Yeah, so good. And you know those um, those little uh, daily affirmations that people maybe print out and put on like their mirror? Yeah. I think we should just redo that. Yeah, And just love print it. this version. <laughs> Perfect. I think we should have some it. sort of PDF out there. I think it's a great idea. I we, can, think we can make it. We should do that. Because I think that that's that that's the truest version of yeah. what those empty phrases really mean. Well, that's mean. a thing that I think the world, like, I mean, it's said in scripture that the, this world is a shadow of the world to come, meaning the mm. shadow of heaven, a shadow of what the what God intended it to be. Yeah. And so I think that, again, a lot of the, the things that the world holds as truth hold a shadow of the truth. And so these are, these phrases, these, you know, I, I am worthy, I encourage yourself, love yourself, motivate yourself. These are a shadow of the truth and it's just not the full truth. Yeah. Just not quite there. Just not (laughs) quite there. (laughs) So close, but not. (laughs) Yeah. So if there is uh, clarity and understanding on identity, true gospel centered Mm -hmm. identity, imposter syndrome and self-doubt just don't have space to even really exist. And this is likely a process. And so Mm -hmm. I don't want to say that after you hear this, all of a sudden, yeah, the, um, it's so weird. The imposter syndrome is just, it's just disappeared. That's amazing. I don't doubt myself at all anymore. You're awesome. Uh, I mean, if that happens, good on you. Um, Please message us Uh, also. So cool. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. But more likely, this is a process to seek and unlearn a lot of those kind of bad, you know, Mm -hmm. damaging things that have become your default. It's an unlearning and it is a challenge, but we believe the more gospel centered and Christ centered identity that can, that you can have not Mm -hmm. on your own will, but through him, all of a sudden, you know exactly who you are. Yeah. I think that's another great thing. Actually, when we were, uh, just talking about, um, I just lost my place. Um, when we were just talking about like that God wills, it's God who works in us to will and to act according to his good purpose. Yeah. His good purpose is for us to have a right understanding of identity. Yeah. And so I think that it's not up to us. So like, I don't, I, let me just say to the listener who is now like, yes, no, I'm going to work and try and, no, no, you no. know, <laughs> don't, don't work. <laughs> Stop striving. Don't, don't. Uh, Like, don't do, I mean, if you want to write down these little phrases that we just had to encourage, like, yourself on the mirror, that's fine. That's a practical tip. But other than that, there is no practical tip other than pray and ask the Lord to help you understand to whom you belong and who you are in light of to whom you belong. Which, by the way, the answer to that is him. You belong to the Lord. Your identity is Christ. So there is no striving. You're, you have already, the, the victory is already won over your identity. Um, mm-hmm. So there is no more striving. And so I think um, that that's just, I, like right as we're getting ready to wrap up, I just want to make sure that the every listener knows there is no more to do. It's just a resting mm-hmm. now. It's just a resting back and understanding that that this is a process, but the Holy Spirit will act in you. And we'll help you work this out. It's not, there's not more for you to just do. So let's go through some takeaways if you're ready to go there. Yeah, awesome. I'm ready to go there. Awesome. So um, first takeaway, 
meet your accomplishment and success with gratitude and say goodbye to your doubt. Like this is just a little practical thing. Um, meet your accomplishments and success with gratitude because the Lord worked in you yeah. to will and to act according to his good purpose. So practical example, I love a good practical example, um, would just simply be if someone has acknowledged something that you have worked toward or something that you've done. Yeah. Right. Kayla, I think it was really beautiful how you sang that song. It was so pretty. Yeah. And just the ability to say thanks though. Yeah. That's not really something that we're yeah. doing right now. No, you self-deflect. You're <laughs> right. not self-deflect. You deflect off of yourself. You, oh, no. Yeah, right. exactly. Even, and okay, this might be hitting hard, but mm-hmm. even when people say something along the lines of, oh, it was it was God. Like, it, it wasn't me. It was God. That is true, first of all. That is true. But make sure, just search yourself and make sure that you're not saying that just because you're trying to deflect. Um, it, yeah. If you really believe it, that's amazing. Because by the way, it was. Yeah. It, it was God. <laughs> um, that will, that worked in you to will and to act. But also, like it's okay to acknowledge that God has given you the gifts that he's given you. If he's given you yeah. a great, you know, a great voice and you can lead worship, then great, do that. That's awesome. stewarding well the the gifts that he has given you. Um, but I don't know, that's just, that's, I think that's an important thing to make sure is just catch your heart before you start deflecting. Um, instead, turn your eyes to Jesus and understand that, that that he is the reason that you um, were able to do what you were able to do. Also, yeah. along the lines of that, um, don't let your failure, um, I'm trying to figure out how to put this, don't let your failure make you think that God is not in it with you. Um, Mm. sometimes failure is just a natural part of the journey. Um, there's a song called the father's house by, uh, Corey Asbury and it's Mm -hmm. amazing. I have been jamming to it lately. Um, but it, he's got a line in there that talks about, um, that the, it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. He says the journey is where you are. Mm -hmm. Um, but then he also says failure's never final when the father's in the room. And so I I know it just gives me (laughs) chills every time I think about it. So I think those two thoughts together that like, you're not necessarily going to succeed at everything. Like we have to be on, we have to understand that part of life is failing for lack yeah. of a better word. Um, we don't like that word, but there is, I mean, that is just a fact of life that sometimes yeah. you're going to fail at something you try, but that's okay because yeah. that's part of the process. Um, and yeah, sometimes God does intend us to fail at a specific thing. Yeah. Um, I know that that might be a little, unpopular opinion well, and there failure, but yeah it, it is an opportunity yeah. usually yeah if we got everything that we wanted I don't know as a mom I think about that like if I gave my kid everything that he wanted all the time mm-hmm. he would never actually learn um there's a there's a um concept in like education and in in the psych field too of scaffolding like you um you Basically, you're you're teaching kids where they are, but also helping them basically build scaffolding, yeah. like like you do in, in construction, mm-hmm. um, and helping them meet them, meeting them where they're at. But then also like um, I don't know, a little bit more too. Um, and I think that this can be that can be applied here. Like sometimes failure is just teaching us and letting us experience God in a little bit of a different way. And He's our parent ultimately. Like He's helping us figure out the way yeah. um, to things. So. Next takeaway um, is another practical one. Um, Lean into the Lord. Um, That doesn't sound practical. So what I mean by practical Mm -hmm. is be in the word. Uh, Listen to worship music. Uh, Surround your mind with truth. Truth, by the way, is the word. 
and yeah. a lot of worship music is truth and also so surround yourself with people who will remind you of truth yeah. liz plenty of times has uh not let me wallow because she reminds me <laughs> truth but i sometimes come to her mopey and upset because oh no and she reminds me of truth she reminds me that, that that's not where i need to live because that's not where my identity lies uh the key to removing the threads of doubt and imposter syndrome from the tapestry of our identities is to replace them with the truth of the gospel and by the way the truth of the gospel is that jesus came and died to set us free. Amazing. Yeah, so good. So last takeaway here. Know that the battle of self-confidence and esteem and doubt has already been won. Mm. There is nothing to prove or to disprove. That's right. You haven't falsified your way to arrive here. Mm. And your inherent worth cannot be lost. Because you, while your identity is in Christ are still a unique individual designed by the creator of the world, friends. That's what we want you to take away here. That's so good. Hope y'all have the best week. By the way, friends, you know that daily affirmations PDF I said we should make? Well, we did. And it's just for you. And it's in the link in our bio on our Instagram page at samehere.podcast. We want you to know that it's such an honor for us to have you with us each week. We wouldn't be where we are or doing what we're doing without your support. We would be so grateful if you would subscribe and review. Your feedback means a lot to us. And don't be a stranger. You can email us at samehearepodcast at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram at samehere.podcast. We would love to get to know you. We'll see you next week.